Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing tonight? I said, how is everybody doing tonight? Hallelujah. Go ahead. Stand up one more time. Stand up. Say this with me. Say, I am the blessed. Come on. Just lift up your hands. Hallelujah. Say, I am the blessed. I am the healed. I am the made whole. From the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. Now lay your hands on yourself and say this. Say, God's healing power is flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. Through my entire body body. right now now. in Jesus' name. name. Give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Well, it's a good time to be here. (laughs) Amen. I say it's a good time to be here. Amen. In um, God's house. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for you and your son. Hallelujah. Lord, we do not take you for granted. We love you and we trust you and we look to you because you are our source for each and everything that we could ever possibly think of and dream of. I say that each and every person here in person And those watching online, may they have ears to hear, eyes to see, and an open heart to receive the word of God in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that this word will go 100% unchecked and unhindered by all outside forces and Satan you are under our feet we enforce the word of God on you and we tell you to get out in the name of Jesus we have victory we have dominion and we have authority in the name of Jesus and may this word go forth in simplicity in accuracy and in boldness in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. Give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, first off, uh, thank you all who are watching online and tuning in from around the world. And also, thank you all for those who are here in person. Amen. Come on, give yourself a round of applause. Amen. Thank you to uh, Pastors Justin and Annette. Praise God. And for Pastors Eric and Nikki. We have a wonderful leadership team. And also, thank you for Jerry and Carolyn and Savelle for this opportunity. Amen? Amen. Amen. Open up your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to just dive right into the Word. We're going to dive right into the Word. Praise God. To make a long story short, as you heard, my name is Terry Miner Jr. When my father went home to be with the Lord, March the 3rd, 2016, which was the day before um, my 27th birthday, Immediately, a few days later, I stepped up and became the pastor of the church, and I pastored that church for three years and six months, along with also traveling all over the country, preaching, teaching, seeing many healings, miracles. We had 
so many recent, more miracles here recently. We had over 300 salvations, praise God. Through our ministry, we had over, uh, I think, I'm trying to remember which city that was. It was like four different cities in California. We had 46 people, and a lot of them were kids get filled with the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues, praise God. We finally had our, our very first stroke victim get healed, glory to God, amen, and so on and so on and so on. But I say that to say this. Whatever God has placed on your heart and is telling you to do in your life, you got to know through Christ's strength, you can do it. Whatever what shifts, whatever changes come, no matter what, God has already given you the strength. Watch this. You are already equipped. You, we really are. Christ is in us, the hope of glory. We are literally already equipped to be able to do the next thing that God has for us. All we have to do is be obedient and walk through it. Amen. So the title of this message is Making the Faith Connection, which also goes along with our series here on staying focused and avoiding distraction. So write that down, Making the Faith Connection. Now, Genesis chapter 1, in the beginning, say in the beginning. In the beginning, beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. When you say that's correct, amen. Somebody said, where is God from? I just told you, the beginning. (laughs) Where is God? You know, how many times have we wondered and asked that question, where is God from? He's from the beginning. That's why he gets to be God. (laughs) Amen. Say, God is from the beginning. So verse one, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. And darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God, say Spirit of God, was hovering over the face of the waters. You know, my father, when he's uh, back in the day, football star, played in the NFL, you know, and coming up as a young kid, he always wanted to show us his highlight tape. Well, father doesn't want to show you their highlight reel, right? Especially if they played a sport or something. Well, I thought about that when I was reading Genesis chapter one and I said, wow, when you look at all this, this is God's highlight. This is his first highlight reel, his first highlight reel. So imagine when we go to heaven, I'm looking forward to seeing that big screen and he sits his children down and say, now, now let's check out your daddy's highlights. (laughs) Imagine what that's going to look like to see his actual face hovering over the waters and you see things of This bursting into being. Amen? That's a highlight reel that I'm looking forward to seeing. Amen? Now write this down. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3, which says, Through faith, say through faith. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That word framed in the Greek is actually katartizo. And catechism means to mend, equip, adjust. But my favorite actual translation of that word frame is arranged. Say arranged. So turn to somebody right now and tell them this. Say, if you. Turn to somebody. Look at somebody. Say, if you need anything arranged in your life, it will happen Through your words of faith, give God the praise. Amen. 
That's exactly how it's going to happen. It's going to come to pass through your words of faith. So whatever you need to be arranged is going to take place by what? What you've been speaking. You know, no matter how much time has been going by, no matter what you've been standing on, no matter what you've been believing God for, we never stop saying what God said. Amen. I want to encourage you right now to never, ever, ever, ever stop saying what God said, even when you don't feel like it, because it's easy when we're here. That's the truth. It's easy when we're at church. You know how easy it is to just quickly say, amen, praise God. But what about when you're at home by yourself and you're away from your church members, you're away from your pastor? Those are the moments where you have to say it the most. We receive here so we can take it there and everywhere else. I'm going to say that one more time. We receive it here so we can then take it there and everywhere else so we can win those private battles. So then they can be transferred over into a public testimony. Amen. Say, I win in private and have public testimonies. Amen. Now write this down. Genesis chapter one, verse 26. Genesis chapter one, verse 26. I, I love all these scriptures, especially in the very first chapter of the book, because it's showing us God's highlight reel, our father's highlight reel. Amen. And in verse 26, it says, and God said, let us make man in our image. And I'm reading in the new King James version. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Say, I have dominion over creeps. Amen. That's the truth. We have dominion over creeps. Why would you be a believer around a sketchy environment and you are afraid? I'm telling the truth. I'm, 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 I'm talking truth. And I tell you, just like I tell everybody else as I preach all over this country, I don't care what you think about me. I don't care if you never invite me back. My job is to preach the word of God. Amen. Give God the praise. Hallelujah. So God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. You know, I got a revelation when I was led to do this. As I was reading the word, I said, you know what? There are many different types of ways that God can make this more personal, more personal to us through reading his word and fellowshipping and spending much time with him. Amen. There are, there are various ways he can, you know, help us grow in that personal, close relationship with him. And one way that I got that really made a lot of revelation literally unlocked for me in my personal life was especially concerning relationship, because that's the biggest foundation, the key to all this that we're talking about, this whole series, this whole message, everything, is... He led me to stop so much reading the word God anytime I came across it in the word. Somebody said, what in the world does that mean? You don't want to say God's name? No, I, of course I say his name. But anytime I came across the word God, he said, replace it with daddy. Or when they're talking about him, say your daddy. And so I had to go back and read like this. In the beginning, your daddy created the heavens and the earth. 
Uh-oh, it's, uh-oh, come on. I think somebody over here got that revelation, obviously. Amen? In the beginning, your father made the heavens and the earth. Verse 26, then your daddy said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Then you go to the word, but your, but, but your daddy going to supply your needs. You know, all the focus, it's something about when things become a little more personal, sometimes it, 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 it tends to get a little more deeper and better rooted on the inside of your spirit, man. You're now tapping into who you really are in Christ Jesus and what you've really been redeemed from, what you've really been saved from and no longer giving in to what the distractions and the, and the issues are trying to get you to focus on. We don't have time for that if we're going to go forward in God. Attacks happen, trials happen, but these are all like huge signs of distraction. Say, hey, look over here, but God is sitting right there Still chilling on the throne saying, I've already did it. Quit paying attention over there. Look at me. Look at me over here. Because you know what? How many times can we all say we know without a shadow of a doubt that when God finally came through in the natural and we actually saw something finally turn over, we realized I didn't even have to be stressed out before. I didn't, I, I didn't even have to be over on the side of the bed, depressed and crying and still hurting. He came through. That's what he does. And he already said that he was going to do that. Amen. So we don't have to give in to the distractions when we've already have his will. Wills are written down. Write that down. Wills are written down. Wills are written down so they can be then what? Passed on. And you do what? Receive your what? Inheritance. So if I'm going to receive my inheritance, I got to stop looking at those distractions, get in the written will of the word of God so I can stay focused and be in the lane, stay in that vein that he's called me in to live that victorious life, walking in dominion, walking in authority and not being moved by all the signs of darkness and issues all around us. Amen. And some people say, man, that sounds good. Man, this is anointed. Man, that's powerful. And I'm, but yet here comes that correction anointing again. How many times are we in church? Are we around the word? And yet the same ones who sits in the pews shout amen, shout praise God before they get out of those doors, before they even put their key into the car, they're already speaking or talking contrary to what was just preached. I told you, I'm not here to please none of y'all. God is my provider and he is my supplier. Hello? Are you woke? We're not new to this. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So I'm sending to say this, to win those private battles in your life, those things that nobody else around you knows what's going on. And guess what? I want to encourage you. Nobody has to know about your issues. Only unless God opens the door, I said opens the door, and shows you a specific individual who's called to be in agreement with you in your life about that specific issue. Otherwise, our attention, our prayer, our focus, our direction is only on him. It's only on him. Amen? You see, all those distractions want to pull you out, pull you out from under your firm foundation. If we say our foundation is on a solid rock, then let's prove not to man, 
Hello? Not to man. Let's prove to God where our foundation is. Because remember, it's personal. It's a personal relationship. We won't give in to distractions when, when, when we remind ourselves what our real foundation is. Hallelujah. Somebody say, oh, you, but you look young. Amen. But you, this, you wouldn't even believe half of stuff that I told you that we went through and me and my family went through for all, what, past decades. You probably wouldn't believe any of it. But that's how it should be. It should be hard to believe when God brings you out and then you say, look where I came from. Amen. Amen. When everybody left, I stayed with my daddy. I watched him the whole time and made his faith my, and made his word my own word. I watched how he operated, how he maneuvered, and how he stood not observing. That taught me, okay, now I decree my faith. Now I praise God. Now is the time not to be moved. Now it's time to keep speaking the word. If I told you this two testimonies, none of y'all be able to sit still right now. And she knew it right there because she was in our church for what, over 30 years. Stand up, Miss Michelle. Give God the praise, everybody. Hallelujah. Oh, don't cry, Hannah. Don't cry. Look at Hannah. <laughs> praise God. Amen. A lot of, you know, with the other younger people was around, I chose to just not stay around there and just get in 100% all the way in there, stand the gap with my dad. Yeah. yeah. And then I started getting those victories, and then all the grown-ups started coming to ask me, what was I doing? And I told them, I said, I stayed on the Word. I stayed on the Word, too. Well, after talking for about 10 minutes, you realized you were still saying contrary things to what was just preached. And then realized, God, but when? Because, you know, deep down, sometimes we wonder... You know, when you have those times of standing in faith and going through tests, going through various trials, you, we've all have had that on the end of us at some point, this, this question right here. And we know deep down, deep down, deep down, something should have happened by now. Something should have happened by now. Could it be some things have been delayed? on our behalf, spiritual, physical, or financial, because we've chose to finally cave in to the distractions and not stay focused on the written will, written will. Thank God we're hearing this right now. We need to hear this right now. Amen? The days are coming to an end where the believer believed they receive it in church, but then they leave at the doors and they're still longing and wishing. No, you believe you receive it in a church and no matter where you go, you still know that you know that you know. Amen. Say, I will move, move, move from glory to glory to glory by staying focused. Give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So remember, whatever you need to be arranged into your life will come from your words of faith. And God said, let us make man in our image. Let us make man in our image. And what I love about this, praise God, is the simple fact that, you see, if he said, let us make man in our image after our what? Lightness is on the screen. Praise God. Let us make man in our image according to our what? Likeness, according to our what? According to our what? I'm going to get this embedded into you. According to our, our what? 
He's God. Do you agree? Say amen. Do you agree? Is he perfect? Remember your answer is amen. Is he perfect? Do you believe that he's God? But even he will have not had any strength or power or no ability to be able to make a man unless he said it first. He couldn't make us if he, he had to say, let us make. He had to say, let us make. Then ways were provided for him to now create. From the unseen, then to the seen. And then he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. He just literally gave us the blueprint for our entire life. We have the blueprint. We don't have to wonder what, oh Lord, what do we do? What do we say? Oh, we already have the written will right here. Amen. And also, even though he's God and he loves us, we would also not have a right at all to exercise any dominion. Y'all know where I'm going, don't you? We would not have permission to exercise any dominion or any authority unless he first said, and let them have dominion. Let them have authority over this and over that, over this and over that. We, he had to say it. Mm. I, I, I used to like to say it like this. What if, you know, Satan is a, a, is a defeated foe, amen? But what if, you know, but he, he, he's at least smart enough to know, okay, if they got the negative confession, any level or type of negative confession to come to pass the very second, every second they said it, then maybe finally they would catch on. Maybe it was our words we were speaking. Maybe it's been our words. He's a deceiver. He doesn't want people and even believers to think that their words carry that much level of importance. Because watch this. How does this line up with staying focused to avoid distractions? You have to speak it first over and over and over and over again in faith. You can literally speak yourself into a manifestation. You can literally speak over yourself in faith. To where that next time, let's say two weeks from now, when you're super tested or tomorrow, whatever the case is, because you've already been speaking it, where you would have been moved, you're now not moved. Based on that foundation, you've been speaking continually in faith. And then you'll know it deep down. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. I was moved by that a while ago. I'm not moved by that stuff no more. You just reap the manifestation of what you've been speaking. And that enables you to now stay focused. Hello? And then we can, and then time goes by, time goes by, time goes by. Very much time goes by and we realize, look, I can have faith and patience and total peace and joy and strength and be relieved before I ever see anything out here change. We don't have to wonder until we see something turn over. We can have relief right now. And I, and I've been saying this for many years of preaching. If we can't look at the written word of God and have total relief in the midst of a test, we can question, do we even believe that? I'm going to say that one more time. If we can't have relief, I'll go as bold as said like this. If we can't have the same type of relief that we have when we see something change, 
just by reading the scriptures. What does that say about our own relationship with Jesus? Mm. Because I thought that this was his written will. He said he's going to supply the need. I said he said he's going to supply the need. So stay focused on what? The word. Stay focused on what? The written will. Stay focused on what? Decreeing a thing. Amen. Stay focused on being quick to listen. Stay focused on being quick to love. Stay focused on being what? What's the opposite of quick to listen? Quick to speak. What is that? So many distractions up in this. Look, people saying this, people saying that. And you say, well, guess what? I'm going to go ahead and say something or speak something now. Oh, Lord. We got to pray for them and you now. (laughs) Amen. You see, he laid out a solid foundation for us to be able to avoid, go around delays. I think that is one of some people's heads. He made a way for us to avoid delays. He made a way. Oh, God will make a way. Come on. Well, there seems to be no way. All right. Well, when are we going to act on that? He made a way for us to avoid issues, avoid attacks, avoid well, certain attacks, especially the ones you see on coming. And even if one caught you, it seems like it caught you all guard, well, we stand. Having done all to stand, we stand there for because we already have the written will. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know if you're here in person or you're watching online. God said your husband is coming. You've been standing and believing in, in, in God for a husband. And God said he's about to manifest. Hallelujah. Give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on, give God the praise. Hallelujah. 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 I guess somebody took that word real personal. I only say what I heard from the Lord. Amen. I remember I, I, I had some recent meetings in uh, Sevierville, Tennessee and Knoxville, Tennessee just a few days ago. And man, we had over 20 healings had salvations, water baptism. Praise God, we had about 30 word of knowledge, and every single person's word came to pass. And I say that to say to you right now, who are we to not get in and rejoice with who we say are our brothers and sisters when they get their word? Amen. Amen. Say, I'm free from jealousy. Say, I'm free from envy. I'm next. I'm next. Amen. Jealousy is a distraction. Envy is a distraction. Because if you're envious, you're not grateful. If you're jealousy, you're not expecting. I remember many years ago, this woman, man, I was believing God for a car. I need a car. Because Lord knows I love going to the Sinek almost every night getting a slushy. Amen. And I needed a car. And I was believing God because my other car had messed up, broke down. This many years ago. Me, oh, yeah, this was many years ago. And I was like, God, I need a car. And this lady at my church, I wasn't even, I'm trying to think, no, Dave was still alive. He was still preaching. And uh, so, yeah, but she got, she got her car after Wednesday night service. Everybody outside in the parking lot looking at her car. Praise God. Where was I at? <laughs> the only one sitting in the house looking out there like, uh-huh, the preacher kid. 
not even grateful and praising God with her, with her victory. God dealt with me on that. And he told me, he said, you are in the wrong and you have to apologize to her. I was like, to her? But that God, that's between me and you. He said, you have to, he said, you have to apologize to her. I see you laughing, Michelle. You uh, remember this story, don't you? She, and he, he said, you got to apologize to her. I said, well, can I write it down? And, I, and, and the peace of God came on me when I asked him, can I write it down? So I wrote down the letter. I, I, I wrote my apology letter in faith. I gave it to her. And it wasn't a few months later, here comes somebody hand me the keys to my new car. Praise God. Hey, man. But God, see, God wants us to be in a place of a firm foundation, not moved by distractions, because that could hinder what, what we need coming to pass so we can do what we're called to do. Give God the praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God the praise. Amen. I say, I'm not going to y'all give God the praise. If you don't know how to praise, we're going to teach you how to praise. Amen. So. Write this down. What are you saying? Put that in all caps. Whoops, I forgot to give you the first point. First point is in the beginning. Second point, what are you saying? Write it down in all caps. What are you saying? Now watch this. In my Bible, I have the whole first chapter of Genesis. Un- uh, well not, I'm going to say underline. Not underline. I got to highlight it. Highlight it. Say, thank God for highlighters. Look, I said, say, thank God for highlighters. All right. We're going to get y'all talking in a minute. Amen. I highlighted the, the whole first chapter. But I was about to be real quick, you know, quick to listen. I was about to be real quick to underline. God said, hold on, pump your brakes. And he gave me a word. He said, no, only underline any time you see God said and God saw. And then as I did it, I realized there's a pattern. There's a theme throughout Genesis 1 that we don't talk about enough. We don't talk about it enough. We don't hear about it enough. Amen. And that whole chapter, I underline only, I highlight the whole chapter, but I only underline God said, God saw, then God made, God created. God said, God saw, God made, God created. God said, God saw, God made, God created. God said, I'm like, wait a minute. And then you go down to verse 26, let us now make man just like that, to operate just like that. Amen? Amen? Say your name. That sounds funny. Everybody say the name at the same time. Say your name. Say I'll say Terry said and Terry saw. Say it. Go ahead and use your own name. Terry said and Terry saw. I get to do that because I'm just like God. I get to do that because I'm just like God. I don't care what you think. If you don't got a revelation, we'll pray that you catch up. I'm just like God. I told you I'm not here to please none of y'all. I love y'all and I'm going to speak the truth. We're made in his image. We're made in his likeness. We get to act just like him. Only the world has an issue with you acting like God. We got to let that stir and marinate just a few more seconds. Only those of the, of the world, they act, they act, those who act like they're of the world. Let me rephrase that. Those who act like they're of the world. 
until they get free in their revelation. But those that act like they're of the world, the only ones that have an issue with you acting like God. Who do you think you are? Why are you not talking like us? Why are you not moving like us? Why are you not talking about what's going on in the world the way we talk about it? I, I don't know what's happening in the world until somebody bring it up around me. I can't tell you how long I've been on social media, no apps on, my, on none of my devices. We have someone that runs and put everything out, does all that for us. I don't, I don't even have a clue what's going on until somebody brings it up. Uh, and, and then when they bring it up, it's like, okay, well, that's nothing to pray for. And we're going to what? Pray the word and see the change. Amen. Amen. Say prayer, prayer. In, faith. in faith changes things. Change things. Write this down. Romans 4, 17. So in Romans 4, 17, it says, as it is written, I have made... I have made thee a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, say even God, God. who quickeneth the dead and calls those things which do, which be not as though they were. God is talking about things like they're already there. Hello. He's talking about things like it already has taken place. Somebody said, yes, I know I've heard that, but I got to say it again. How many of us are actually doing that? Because if I look in the word, he said, blessed are the doers. Not the hearers only. He said that. He said, blessed are the doers. I go to church and I hear the word and people say, the same people I saw say, I believe I receive. And God's corrected me many times, but this is how he does it. He'll correct me and then he'll use me to correct other people. (laughs) It's the truth. That's what he does to us preachers. He'll correct us and he'll give us a revelation. And he'll, he'll help us minister that to other people so they can be free as well. And no longer have to experience delays because of distractions. It's time for those delays to die. I said it's time for those delays to die. Amen. Mm. So if he's saying by his stripes I'm healed. Well, you were healed. Why would I hope I get my healing? Pastor Earl, we take risks living by faith. That's all we, all we do is take we, take, we take good risks in a good fight of faith because it's a fight that we win. And those risks are always worth it if we're doing it in faith and we heard from the Lord. Amen. Because I can say what he said. All day long and know that I know that I know I'm going to see what I said. I remember um, I was reading this book, The Blessing of the Lord, from my spiritual father, Kenneth Copeland. And he was talking about Keith Moore. Raise your hand if you know Keith Moore. You know Keith Moore is. Praise God. And he was talking about how Keith Moore was in his early years of ministry. And there was this young woman who called his prayer line. And she's panicking and she's crying and, and, and panicking on the phone and said, I don't know how this happened. And he said, ma'am, please calm down. Tell me what happened. She said, I believe God. I quote Psalm 91. I read the scriptures. I pray. I decree a thing. I'm speaking the word all the time. How could this happen to me? He said, what happened? She went to the store. A man on the sidewalk hit her, grabbed her purse, shoved her out the way and ran off. So she was a little bruised, robbed, and he ran off with all her belongings in her purse and everything. She said, how can that happen to somebody who believes God, somebody who's speaking the word, somebody who's using their faith on purpose like a mechanic uses a tool? Amen. How can that type of stuff still happen? Well, he said he got quiet or like 
how I love Christine Kane puts it, lean into the heart of God. So he got called to lean into the heart of God and hear what he has to say. And then God quickened Keith Moore to ask her, man, what did God say to you that morning? God said, don't go that way today. In other words, the revelation that we all received from that, your decreeing a thing can't save you if God already told you don't do that. He's trying to help us avoid things that are that he already sees coming for our bad. And we can't say, but I plead the blood of Jesus and still do it. We have to know what he's saying to us personally. Because God is not telling each and every single person about what he told you the other night. That word he gave you, he didn't tell everybody else. He told you. That's what he told you. Amen? That's what he told you. And thank God that we get to know his voice. Understand his voice. Know the difference between the vo- the, a, a voice in our head but right in here. Amen? That's a major revelation that every believer needs immediately after getting saved. Is getting trained. The, 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 uh, when it comes to avoiding distractions and staying focused and living a victorious life in Christ, the biggest thing that anyone can learn right after getting saved is being quickly put right into training on how to hear and discern and understand and know the voice of God clearly. 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 And I got... And I, I got that revelation when I was reading um, name of the book, God's Medicine. God's Medicine by Kenneth E. Hagin. It was like around page seven or eight, and he talked about how God desires for every believer, every Christian to get to the point where they grow up in the Lord and now can stand on their own two feet before God and pray and get results. Amen? Well, that's a surrendered life. That's a yielded lifestyle. That's a lifestyle that says, okay, well, if God said it, I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it, not hoping I see it. I'm going to say it knowing I will see it. That's what sets us apart. That's the truth. That's what sets us apart because we're confident in him and what he wrote down already for us. That's how we can be so sure and know, not just hope and wish and long for. Amen. No, we, we, we know. We're people who know. I'm going to say that again. We are people who know. We know in whom we have what? Believed. Amen? Write this down, Ephesians 5.1. So Ephesians 5.1 says, therefore, be imitators. Oh, well, all right. Well, hallelujah. Amen? Well, Hallelujah. I get all this biblical permission over and over and over to just keep being like God, keep talking like God, keep acting like God, keep listening to God, keep doing what he tells me to do, keep saying what he tells me to say, not hoping, but knowing I'm going to see it. Amen. If we're distracted, we're not saying it in We're not saying his word in faith because we're distracted. We can't be both at the same time. We're either or. Amen? But say, I am. No longer distracted. Here's a, here's a great part. We all don't know where we are distracted. 
There are some areas that only the Holy Ghost can reveal to us and shed light on. And how we get there, write this down, Psalm 97, verse 4 and 5. Psalm 97, verse 4 and 5. You don't, you don't have to put it on there. Just write it down. Psalm 97, verse 5. It says, the hills and the mountain, they melt like wax at the presence of the Lord, at the presence of the Lord. And then it says, of the whole earth. So, huh. The things that are in my life that need to be melted and removed, even the things I don't see, those things, that case is only closed when I enter in his presence. Because anything that shouldn't be cannot remain around his presence. And then you keep reading that chapter. It talks about the fire, that, that fire that's around his presence. There's an actual fire around his presence. There's an actual fire around the, that, that, that circles around the presence of God. An actual fire. So what does that look like? That circular, that circular, not secular, that circular presence that's surrounded by fire. So anywhere where there's someone who's yielded and entered in and pressed in as they come forth, before they even get closer to him, they're already being reached by his fire. That's burning. And it actually said in the word melted like wax. And what are hills and mountains symbolic towards issues in that scripture, trials, tests, things within ourselves that we don't even know is there. But yet, thank God, we can't be delivered from. We have to stay in the presence of God. I said, stay in the presence of God. It's like, you know, I, I, I go to these churches and before I'm getting up and preaching, you know, we're all singing, the presence of the Lord is here. I'm going to get, you know, blessing right now. Okay, that's great. But we got to be mindful that the presence of the Lord is not in these, we know, not in these walls. It's not when we go to church. I thought Christ was in you. So his presence is in here. So literally, no matter where I step, his presence steps. Wherever I go, his presence goes. That's how we can be changed and give them Jesus everywhere that we go. We have to realize and remind ourselves, no, his, his presence, the spirit of the Lord, no, it's right in here. It's not over there somewhere. And, and, and if you haven't tapped into it or got it yet, then go where it is. <laughs> go where it is, get it, receive it, and take it with you. Amen. How do we know we're living a undistracted lifestyle? Are we taking Jesus with us everywhere? Watch this. Somebody said, but he's with me, so he's automatically with me. No, he's not, because you can suppress him. We can suppress him if we feel ashamed to mention his name, if we don't pray in public. No, we take Jesus everywhere we go and everything that we do, and we'll see Jesus' results. I can't tell you how many times, even on the streets, you're talking about not just in churches, on the streets, in the stores, souls being one, bodies being physically healed. I remember I was in Walmart one time, and this lady walked by the aisle, and it was, it was an older lady and a and younger couple with her. And they're walking down the aisle, and as I'm walking by, I saw them, and I didn't have to say, no, she's walking like this. Look at me. She's walking like this. You know, her back is over, and, and she's pushing that buggy, right? She's like this, and she hold her back every now and then. She's pushing that buggy, but she's bent over. I didn't have to say, I have a word from the Lord. You're dealing with back pain. 
I didn't have to, like I had a word of knowledge. It was right in front of my eyes. I could see it in the natural. She's hurting. But the only thing that came in my spirit, the only words that came in my spirit was that I heard from God himself, not today. Amen. So I walked up to her. I said, ma'am, I don't know who you are, but God said not today. And she and the younger people are looking at me like, this black guy just walked up saying, God said not today. <laughs> Amen. Uh, and I, I, you got to be obedient. Who cares what anybody thinks about us? We should care. We should not care what anyone thinks. Not as unbelievers, also believers. Also, all of us who are around each other right now. Because people change. Amen. But God never changes. So we're always free. Always free from people forever. 24-7. It's not an issue. Because God is our provider. God is our supply. He supplies the friends. He supplies the right relationships. He supplies the right church. He supplies it all. So we're never moved by people or none of that stuff. Never live to please people or any of that. That's why I always say everywhere I go, I don't care if you never invite me back. I love you, but I'm going to preach the word. Because God's my provider and my supplier. Amen. And so I saw the lady and I prayed over her. And then immediately she rose right up. The people freaked out. That was like she couldn't do that before. So before I could tell her to do something you couldn't do before, she already did it because the power of God hit her when I laid my hands on her and she was instantly healed. And there was another case and I was at this um, other store and this, and this young lady, she was um, like she was about, I don't want to, I don't know, maybe mid thirties ish, late thirties. And um, she was Mexican. And one thing that really stood out to me, Pastor Eric, is that she was tall. You don't really see too many tall Mexicans. Amen. But God will use some things to stand out to you. And so everywhere I go, it's like, huh, well, I'll be. <laughs> Amen. Turn somebody and tell them glory to God. Turn somebody and tell them glory to God. Glory to God. So I saw her and she had a girl with her. Her daughter was like toddler age and they're sitting there and God said, tell her about my son. I said, okay. I walked right up to her. I told her about uh, God's son. And I asked her uh, about, you know, heaven. I did the whole thing that we've been trained under KCM and that we also do at our ministry when evangelizing. And I did the whole thing with her. And she literally said, she said, honestly, I'm not against God. Like, I want to go to heaven, but I honestly don't know how to get there. She's like, I honestly don't know. And then when I told her, I know exactly how she began to cry. She grabbed her daughter's hand. They both gave their life to Jesus. Praise God. But this it should happen over and over, over and over, every day, every day. Not because I'm an evangelist. What if we had no titles and you were just male and female? What would you still do for God? What would you, what, what would you still do for God beyond a title? Imagine if titles didn't exist and you were just still male, female, and that was it. That was it. Would you still tell people about his son? Some people just went free. Hallelujah. Somebody just got free that they're going to go start telling people about Jesus. Amen. And the biggest lie that Satan tells people, see, all this is distractions. The biggest lie that Satan tells people when it comes to talking to somebody that you don't know is, I don't know what to say. That's a lie from hell. That's a lie from hell. I said, that's a lie from hell. Because according to John 14, 26, it says the Holy Spirit teaches us all things. So if he teaches all, and if you do a word study on the word all, and all literally means all, and that is a thing, 
Amen. Then how come he can't teach me what to say right when I walk up? See, it's a trust thing. But that's why we have to cultivate and stay close to him in private and away from church. So when we go out, we can just live it. Amen? Amen. Then we can just live it. We don't have to think. And what the word that God gave me concerning that for everybody and myself was get out your head and get in faith. Get out your head and get in faith. And then after you get in faith, stay in faith. Amen? If I had a mic, I'd drop it. (laughs) Amen? But it's the truth. Get out of your head and get in faith. Last scriptures. Now, write this down. Third point. Make the faith connection. Write that down. Make the faith connection. So, Not just in evangelizing or soul winning or sharing your faith, but also when you're tested, though, in trials and you're going through things in private. If you ever had caught yourself or ever wondered, which we all have more times than we should at some point in our life, asked ourselves. But what do I say? How do I know what to say? simple. All we got to do is just get in his word and then just find out what he already said about it and then just say that. God's word is not only just anointed. His power is literally bottled in his word. God's word, our containers filled with his faith and power that have enough power within its own self to carry it on through to see itself come to pass. But he needs us speaking it. And I'll tell you another lie from hell that people have said. God doesn't need you. God needs you. He's perfect. If he didn't need you, he wouldn't have made you. You're not a mistake. He made you on purpose with a purpose. He needs us speaking it. He needs us sharing our faith. He needs us loving on someone. You know, you walk by somebody and you just, something triggers all that inward compassion deep down in here. What is that? That's God. That's the God. That's, that's, the, that's the God in you. Clear target, line of sight on who you are supposed to show compassion to right now. Amen. I can't tell you how many times I've been at a gas station. There's a gas station anointing. I'm telling you, you can ask my wife, Hannah, raise your hand. You can ask my wife, Hannah, right, raise your hand. You can ask my wife, Hannah. She ain't got to wonder where I'm at. Somebody said, what are you? Did the gas station still? He, he tells somebody about Jesus. <laughs> it's the truth. We couldn't even get in the car the other day on our 15-hour drive back the other night uh, from Tennessee, look, winning souls in the parking lot at the gas station, <laughs> praying with people, amen? People giving their life to Jesus. It's like, no matter where we go, we're going we're to we're get you saved. <laughs> we don't always know that person. You know, I've heard a story of a friend of mine who was winning souls, 
And then somehow the news got to him that two days later, after he prayed the, salvation, the prayer of salvation with him, the person was shot and killed. Praise God that he shared Jesus with it and he prayed the prayer of salvation. He just saved that man's life. Imagine how faithful that guy is in heaven right now. Just like that, it can happen. That's why we have to be so sure of where we are going. And that's why staying focused is so serious when it comes to, especially the times we're living in right now, it's more serious than what it used to be concerning staying focused because the enemy now, as he tries to speak more publicly, is, is a bigger distraction. That's why he fights so hard to keep some people away from church because he's afraid that, and he knows. Satan is afraid. He's a scaredy cat. That's why all he knows is lies and fear. Try to trick us into believing something else, but we don't, we don't give in to that. And I'll tell you one thing before we read these last few scriptures. Satan is a defeated foe. We have the victory. We are the ones by ourselves that had to remind ourselves what to say. People get really upset and they even come against word of faith and, you know, and, and people get into battles of who is your camp? What is your camp? What is your beliefs? And the word that God gave me is this. He said, Jesus didn't die for you to claim a camp. I told you. I'm going to say what God told me to say. He said, Jesus didn't die for you to claim a camp. He said, Jesus died for you to claim follower of Jesus. But what we preach is word of faith. This is the word of faith that we preach. And so sometimes, before we read these last few scriptures, you notice those preachers got like five closings sometimes. The five closing anointing, amen? There's a thin line in that debate concerning beliefs. And while we say we believe this, yet we all got the same Bible. The thin line is this often battled sometimes also with word of faith is like we come off as arrogant in the area of not being moved. But this is the difference, and I'm going to clear it for you right now. It's not that we're not tested or tempted. Everybody's tempted. Everybody's tempted. I don't care if you're just a church churchgoer, lawyer, teacher, evangelist, prophet, been at it 50 years, I don't care. Everybody is tempted as long as you're on this planet. But the difference with us is we choose to not give in to the temptation when it comes because we have a foundation on the solid rock that we are standing on, and we know what we've been redeemed from. So therefore, we don't tolerate it. That's the difference. Amen? Give God the praise. Amen. So, last scriptures, write this down. Mark 5, 24 through 34. Mark 5, 24 through 34. Are y'all enjoying this message tonight? Amen. So these last few scriptures right here, they stood out to me in such a major way because what a story 
What a testimony concerning not giving in and staying focused and then seeing what you said, not what Jesus said, not what God said, seeing what you said after believing. After believing, we got to believe it first and then say it. We got to, but first we got to know what he said so we can then say it. We got to know what he said. What did he say about this type of topic? You know, ain't it amazing how no matter how many years we go through this life, we realize, wow, (laughs) there's something for literally everything you can think of in the word. (laughs) There's nothing outside of the thought life that's, you know, the word just doesn't have a scripture for it. No, there, there is a scripture for it. Matter of fact, there's a lot more to want for that thing. Amen. But as we get ready to read these scriptures, I was just so taken by the fact of making a faith connection by choice. By choice. 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 And then realizing, okay, there's some areas where we got, okay, we got to, okay, we got to choose it. And there's some areas where we got to just do it. Like when he said that just shall live by faith, you know, shall means will. So in his eyes, he doesn't see it as an option. He's saying, no, you're the just, you're the righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You're going to live by faith. That's father talking. Amen. He said, hey, you my kid. Look, you love me. You are my kid. You're in Christ. You're going to live by faith. We say, yes, sir. That's not an option. We get to live by faith. It's not a burden. It's not obligation. It's praise God for it. We get to live by faith. We get to go to church. We get to tithe. We get to sow. We get to reap. We get to stay focused and not be distracted and see what God said in our lives. Amen. Thank God I got a revelation of get to tithe. My mama told that story so many times for years. When I was a little kid, I did not want to give up my dollar. I wanted to hold on to all 10. She said, Terry, God is letting you keep the 90%. <laughs> amen. So get her revelation to tithing. Amen. So do you have that written down? Mark 5. Write this down. 1 Thessalonians 5.23, which says what? You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in the body. So that's the real us. The real us. Say, that's the real me. You see, the real us is who we have to tap into while we're on this planet called Earth. When God looked up and he saw darkness, what did he say? Light be. Right? Well, what could have been the distraction? God surrounded by nothing but darkness. What looked like it was just darkness all around him, yet he didn't move, wasn't moved by the distraction. He said, no, light be. But even God could not have said light be if he wasn't light. How did he, how did, how did he exercise, demonstrate, and show us the way? By talking who he really is, not what it looks like. The real you, who are you? You are the healed. We are the healed. We are the blessed. We are the made whole. Yes. 
God didn't look up at, thank God he didn't look outside and say, boy, it sure is dark out here. It'd be dark all day and night. It'd just be night. Amen. His light lit it up. His light. Because he didn't create the, the, the sun, moon, stars, or, or none of that stuff to the fourth day. That first, so that first day light was his glory. It was himself. Amen. So he said what he really was and is, which is light. So therefore he could say light be. That's how you can say I'm healed. No, I'm strong. My strength is renewed. I'm well in the name of Jesus. So now if, for those who are at Mark five, if, if you're at Mark five, say amen. Verse 24, the new King James, it says, well, no, let's go to verse 21. Now, when Jesus had crossed over again by boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him. And he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, my little daughter lies at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her that she may be healed and she will live. Praise God. Amen. Verse 24. So Jesus went with him. Say Jesus, Jesus. went with him and a great multitude followed him and thrown him. Verse 25. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and has suffered many things from many physicians. She has spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. Verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Verse 29, immediately, say immediately. immediately. I can just stop right there, but I can't because we don't have time. I can give you a whole two, four, five CD series on just that word right there. How come our faith can't be right now? How come we can't have immediately faith? Not, he may lay my hands, I might, might not, I might hope, I may receive this healing when they lay my hands, I might, I might not, it may, it may be a process. No, why not right now? I said, why not right now? Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Verse 30, and Jesus immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? He didn't say it quietly. It was over. Look, what is a multitude? It said a multitude thrown him. A multitude is any number over 100. Any number over 100 is a multitude. And Jesus had to yell, who touched my clothes? Verse 31. But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you? And you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. What do we see? Jesus walking. Now imagine this. Come here, Pastor Eric. Imagine this. Do you know what thronging actually looks like? You know, sometimes we read these scriptures all quiet, don't we? we like all this is all quiet and they're just walking, just going. Now, I'm not going to throng you like how they was, but you got to pretend that I was that. that, Okay, so if he's walking, if Jesus is walking like, you know, Jesus was not able to walk like this in that moment because over 100 people were pulling and thronging on him every step he took. 
So you just walk that way like I'm throwing you. So if I'm pulling you, but you got to be all, you know, Pastor Eric, look, see, he, if I'm throwing you, you all over oh, the place, right? Every step. Come on. If I'm, if I'm throwing him and he's walking and his disciples and bodyguards and trying to uh, keep people away and he's walking. Thank you. Y'all give God, come on, y'all uh, give it up for Pastor Eric. Amen. So if he's walking and he's being thrown all over and people are pulling on him, how can only, how can over 100 people pull and press on him, but only one person leave changed? I have a revelation concerning that that people have not talked about. I, I, I haven't heard it yet. As we talked about only people, those so close can touch Jesus. That's not true because everybody can touch Jesus, but everybody won't leave changed. How will everyone leave changed? It's because maybe the case is everybody is not touching him in faith. That's how people can go to church. And still lead the way they came in. He said it's according to your own faith that is going to be to you. So if you want to lead change, you bring your faith. You bring your expectancy and you and, and you say, no, I'm going to receive it today. As you just heard and, and saw in verse 24, put that back up. Verse 24, verse 24. Let's read it together. Mark 5, 24. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now let's read it. So Jesus went with him and the great multitude was what? Thrown him. Now let's go to verse 28. First, it said, one, two, throwing him. Sometimes it may look like, you know, he's way out there and, and it may not be accessible, but you got to make a choice right now because faith is now. Verse 28. Now, let's read it. For she said, stop. She said it. For she said it. She still said it after so many years of being told we don't know what else to do. You're running out of your funds. You're running out of your finances. You're not allowed to appear in all these areas anymore. But yet she still said. All those distractions didn't stop her from making the decision to say, no, I'm going to do this. I'm going to touch and I'm going to receive. Amen. And I want to tell you this one also. The healing wasn't in Jesus garment. She could have just said, she could have just simply said, if I just touched the strap on his sandal <laughs> or his left wrist. No, the, the healing was in her faith. I said it was in her faith. But it just rose up in her to release her faith to say, if I, if I could just, if I just touched the bottom of that garment, I'm getting my healing and I'm leaving different because I'm fed up with it. I'm fed up. I'm fed up. Just like Mr. Favor has said many times or Brother Jerry Savelle. Sometimes, you know, you got to just get fed up. Why do we tolerate things that we don't have to? Let's stop it right now in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hand. Say, I will, I will. No, longer no longer tolerate, tolerate anything, anything under, the curse. under the curse. You know, why? Why wait? Until it hurts a lot worse before we start praying, you know. I've always said it like this for many years. Pray first, not last. Pray first, not last. Mm. Why run to the medicine cabinet first before we decree a thing and it shall be established? I can't tell you how many times I was, you know, tempted to go to the medicine cabinet 
But instead, I said, no, by his stripes, I'm the healed in the name of Jesus. And I plead the blood over myself. And then I literally physically feel a change and never need the pills. Amen. It was like over the counter stuff. But still, it's like, look, God is a healer. We don't have to put up with anything of the of the devil. He's a defeated foe. So a lot of us are being charged up right now. Being strengthened. If you can say that you raise your hand, you know I'm being charged up right now. I'm being reminded. Praise God. Amen. I'm being charged up. I'm being stirred up. I'm being reminded. No, I'm going back home and I'm doing better at home. Uh oh. See, this is, now you got a revelation. I'm going back to my house and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go back and do better at my house now. I'm going to stop only saying amen at church, but I'm going to go to my house and I'm going to decree the word and I'm going to come back with more testimonies than I did prayer requests. Because <laughs> I'm winning these private battles. It's not God's will for you to go through all this stuff and not see any change. He said, look, I've laid the blueprint out for you already. The written will has already been written down. Just do whatever it takes, no matter how bad it hurts. Still say what he already said. Still say, because look, it's all distractions to get you to not say what he said. I can't say what he said in faith if I'm distracted. Oh, God. God, you know we need this. God, like God, uh, 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 whatever the case is, every, everybody's going back to something different. We all have needs, but he's the one who supplies them all. So we got to remind ourselves and do whatever it takes to do what? Encourage ourselves in the Lord. Encourage ourselves in the Lord and say, no, I'm going to keep saying what he said, no matter how much it hurts, no matter how bad it hurts. I'm going to keep saying what he said. 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 I'm just going to keep saying exactly what he already said. And you know what? You're going to find yourself now finally coming over. Finally coming over. Now rising up. Rising above. Why? Because you've tapped into the real you. Your regenerated spirit. Your real self saying, yeah, I don't got to tolerate this mess anymore. Satan, get out. In the name of Jesus. You are not welcome here. In Jesus' name. Now leave. Amen? We don't tolerate Satan. We don't tolerate strife. We don't tolerate any disease, any super small headache. We don't tolerate nothing. If it was the diagnosis of a disease versus the diagnosis, no diagnosis, but a small small headache, they both should be attacked at the same level. In the name of Jesus, devil, you stop right there. Amen. Live. Come on, let's come up and rise up into a lifestyle of we're not going to tolerate anything other than this. I don't care how small it is or how little or what. No, I'm blessed. I'm the healed. Now say it right now. Stand to your feet and say it right now. Say, I'm the blessed. I'm the healed. I'm the free. I'm the free. I'm delivered. God has already written it down. I know what to say. I will say what he said and get results. Ge ye vokudo ge ye le broshia bakada. 
Let's pray in the Holy Ghost right now. There's someone here who's been dealing with a, it's like a type of a job struggle. And you want to, and it's like, I, I don't know, it's, 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 it's on me heavy like you've been needing for God himself to pull you out from that place and put you into a better place concerning the workplace. If that's you, raise your hand. That's what I got in my spirit. If somebody is heavy on me. If that's you, raise your hand up high. If that's you. Is that you? I saw a hand raise. Is that you? Somebody pointed and said, that's them. Who was it? Him? Come on. Come on to the front. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you hear and you say, hey, I don't know. Everybody listen, for those watching online as well, if you say, I don't know, I'm like, I need to be that certain that if I was to just die instantaneously, especially with how things been going in this world, you say, hey, I need to be 100% certain. I need to have that much clarity without no questioning. I've been, and sometimes there's people that's been going to church. You know, we can never assume. But if that's you, raise your hand. You say, hey, I, I want to I, I, I know that I know with total certainty that I'm going to heaven. If that's you and you're here, raise your hand. If you're watching online, right? okay, well, praise God. Hallelujah. You about to get double. Amen. <laughs> And if you're watching online, right, right in, right in, right in. We have people at this ministry that will contact you and pray with you and minister to you. Amen. But if that's you watching online, write that in. Come on, everybody pray. I don't know if you're here in person or you're watching online. It's like you kind of just, that word fed up, seemed like it kind of jumped up at you. It's like something went off in your spirit. You're either here or online. And if you're like, and like we said all the time, and it happens, if you're online, write in, in real time, that that word is for you. We, and we will respond. But it's like you've been fed up with the wrong relationships. It's like, just fed up with it. It seemed like, what in the world? You get so close and move so far, but there's always something that, can also even seem like it's just either not timing or over and over it just seemed to be exposed that it just wasn't a God thing. If that's you online, right in. If you're here, raise your hand. Hallelujah. If you're here. Today's for... Hey. Hey, man. <laughs> Glory to God. Listen. I can't tell you how many times... And I'm, I'm not saying anything to pressure any of you. I would never say something to pressure anybody to do anything. But I can't tell you how many times the Lord will move 
and people will come up. And then while I'm leaving the parking lot, they come to me saying, hey, you said this word, and that was me. And I was, I was like, I called it out. Why you do? Why wait time in the parking lot? Amen. Glory to God. Come on, let's pray. Hallelujah. Boy, you got a triple portion now. You just, you about to go from glory to glory to glory. Hallelujah. Hey, 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 change is here. I said change is here. That's the word God put in my heart about a year ago. He told me to decree it every day. Change is here. Now, also, if you're someone that you say, hey, I want the Holy Ghost. I want to speak in tongues. I want to pray in the Holy Ghost. And I haven't yet. Raise your hand. Come on. If that's you. I'm not saying I got a word for that, but now I'm, I'm just asking. If, if, if you're here, you say, I want to pray in the Holy Ghost. Raise your hand, right? Hold on. Hold on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. What's that? A, qu- a quadruple portion? Hallelujah. Y- y'all going to have to help me at the quadruple. Somebody being healed in their knees right now. Somebody's knees are being healed right now. Hallelujah. God said, get used to your knees not being sore anymore. Hallelujah. Do something you couldn't do before. If that's you concerning the knees, you got to, we got to act. It says, for she said, then she actually went and did. (laughs) And then after she said and did, she got it. Hallelujah. I remember just a few days ago, I was praying. My meeting in survival, and this man didn't have arches on his feet. And he was fed up with the pain from not having arches. I said, Well, God got arches. I did. So, live stream online, I said, God got arches. In his right foot, an arch started to grow in front of us. An arch. You know how it's flattening, it starts to come out where that little bottom part that can curve. You see the hump? Praise God. And I'll tell you something funny about it. The left one didn't start growing yet. <laughs> so, I said, Well, after you get in faith, what? Stay in faith. Say, my left foot going to get it too. Amen. What you've done in private. There's a special anointing that God is going to place on you. Lift up your hands. Special anointing. It's what I heard in my spirit every time I would look. Only thing that hit me in my spirit, special anointing, special anointing. He said, tell him to receive it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. It will go past your vocal cords and into other areas in your life. And as the anointing flows through you, and also into area, in, in other areas through you, yokes will be destroyed because of the anointing. Burdens will be removed because of the anointing. And then the third part of that special anointing that's going to be placed on you tonight, when you touch people, families are going to be restored again. Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, uh, Jesus' blood was anointed and is anointed. That's how the blood 
which is the anointing, doesn't only destroy yokes and remove burdens, but it also restores and it causes reconnections. It reconnected our relationship with God. And so as you touch people, the anointing that flows through you and your fingertips, the anointing, put your hands like this, the anointing in the name of Jesus will flow through you and into other people around you, destroying things that should have been destroyed a long time ago. And it would actually trigger reconnections. And forgiveness would, ooh, forgiveness would just rise up in their hearts when you touch them as well, because that is coming right behind that anointing that destroyed things that should have been destroyed long ago. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Give God the praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands. What's your name? Hallelujah. Man, you had so many words. You got to remind me. <laughs> was it one in there? Was it, was it to get saved or rededicate? Which one? To be able to be in the spirit, to pray with the spirit. Oh, you, oh, oh yeah, okay. It's coming back to me. Put your hands down. Gabriel, right here, like this, like this, like this. Gabriel, bakada. A little bit more. Gabriel, bakada. Job thing too. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Well, God is not respectful of persons. And relationships. Okay. God is not respectful of persons. You said your name is, is what? Nikki. Nikki. God is not respectful of persons. I remember the other day at my meeting, it was in Knoxville. And man, that was about, that was about like 17 word of knowledge. And every single one that was called out was someone. No, 16 were in the room, and the 17th one wasn't until we left and went somewhere else. And I saw two souls, and I kept saying, Lord, what do you, and I kept hearing souls, two, uh, two souls would be healed. I'm like, soul, two souls would be healed. I'm thinking like salvation and stuff. He said, no, I mean two souls like the feet. When my wife got to the other place, that person was the one. Before I got there, she said, I already asked that when we knew you was coming, when you was coming, can you pray for my feet? my two feet and she's in, I don't know how old is she what like, like her late what 70s 79 ish okay about 79 80 that, that range and she and, and she was also fed up with the blood pressure issues anybody here deal with blood pressure issues at all okay well there's a healing here for that and she and she had the do you have the thing where you can check it is it right here oh come on y'all bring this stuff to church Hey, man. Oh, hey, hey, hey. And, and, and so it was right there. And I said, well, all right. I took my time with her. I got on my knees and let her feet in my hand. Her feet was healed instantly. Right after that, I said, well, no, we're going we're gonna to fix this blood pressure thing right now in the name of Jesus. High blood pressure or way low blood pressure is not the will of God. And so immediately I said what God told me to say. I did what he told me to do. And I said, now check it. She put it on this. She had it. She put it on. She said, whoa. I said, what? The numbers were where, they, where the doctor said it's supposed to be, and they were like extremely low. Give God the praise. Amen. Did they, did they say high or low? Is it too high or too low? It was 242 over 109. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Well, hallelujah. But it's went down. Well, it's, it's going down where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Amen. It's going it's down. down For she said. Yes. She did 
is and she got it. They were quoting and posting this, she's stuff, she's this, she's that. Post that. She said it in faith and she got it. Yes. In the name of Jesus, ah, receive it. You a hard worker. Am I right? Does that burn with your spirit? Like you, like, but not you knowing it within yourself, I'm, I can work hard. You've heard others say that about you, about working hard. Yes. Like you give to him, he'll get a little brush. It's like you have two or three people when you have that one person doing it. Is that, is, is that like you, the one that works really hard? I work hard. He said, I work hard. How many jobs you got right now? Just one. Just one? Hallelujah. Well, the right one is coming. And I say it right now in the name of Jesus, concerning the right one coming and the right relationship. God already took a rib from you. So she's on the way. Just receive it. Don't toil. I'm going to say it to you like my wife says to me. Light and easy, Nikki. Light and easy. Light and easy. Just take it. Just light and easy. Light and easy. Just take it. There is no stress for the child of God. There is no private torment for the child of God. Private. It's been so private, and you do so good in public. You even probably said one time, man, I could be an actor so much private torment but all of that is breaking right now and I say it's broken Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah glory to God hallelujah blood pressure man we got so many people's blood pressure regulating Yes. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. You're the heel. And Brother Vic is coming back stronger than he ever has before. So you are his point of contact right now. And the Lord has seen your labor and load concerning the time. But an easier time is coming and he shall be propelled forward like he ever has before because God has already positioned and ready you two for such a time as this concerning ministry in Jesus name. Hallelujah. She said last night, she said, God, I told you what, I'm fed up. I'm fed up. You know, I remember recently, about eight months ago, there was a photographer from Tennessee contacted me and said, hey, 
I just need prayer. I'm tired. She said, I said, what is it? She said, I'm tired of seeing demonic activity manifest in the natural of my house. And they're now starting to torment my husband and my daughter in the bed. And they're ripping the covers off in the middle of the night, throwing it back on and having doors swing open. And then you hear screeching sounds and so on and so on and so on. And as she's going on and on and on, the Lord told me she, she has a heart for me. She's just lacking the revelation of the believer's authority. And so when I minister to her, she con- I haven't heard from her in a long time. She contacted me back. She reached back out and said, hey, remember that situation? I said, yeah. She said, well, it happened again. And you and, and you know what I said? I said, what? She said, immediately I stood up and said, that's enough. Now, in the name of Jesus, you leave. She said, it's been eight months. She hasn't seen that. They have not had one manifestation. No demonic activity in the home anymore. Praise God. Yes, I am. Well, he said, let us. Man created division because they wanted something to cling to it. concerning their comfort. Well, the demonic activity is the demonic activity is coming to a stop. Lift up your hands right now. The demonic activity, satanic oppression is coming to a stop. Right now, in the name of Jesus, your family is free in Jesus' name. Get out, devil, in the name of Jesus. You are not the will of God for this family. Therefore, we enforce the word on you. And we tell you to get out in Jesus' name. Restoration B. Oh, praise God. Come pray over her, Danny. Lay your hands on her. Hallelujah. God already gave their work concerning the reconnection and restoration. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. What is yours? The doctor says I have uh, diabetes. Oh, we just had somebody get free from diabetes. Keep going. And uh, on my knees, I try to walk, but I grab on to the knees. Oh, you the one, oh, you, you the one with the knees, too. Hallelujah. If you need healing in your body, come on up. If you need healing in your body, Healing flow, the Holy Spirit is here. Anybody else? Hallelujah. Need healing in your body. In Jesus' name.
There's a bonus anointing that he's going to put on you. You're going to be, you're about to see so much more bonus concerning the kingdom and sharing your faith. Hallelujah. It's like there's been a sweet anointing on you already, but, but, the, but the Lord is adding to you so much bonus from this day forward. Hallelujah. And everywhere you go, they're going to say, that's a kingdom woman. Kingdom. Kingdom. Remember that because you're going to hear it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Remember that. What is it? Okay. Okay. God is the healer. And it's easy for Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, there's an anointing on you already. You're very tender to the Lord. You're very sensitive concerning Jesus. Very sensitive. But yet at times, more so, it's like it's been like a hard exterior at times. The guards are coming down because your trust is in the Lord. And wherever there was any hurt that stuck around, you're being healed from that also right now. Hallelujah. Does that bear witness? The Spirit? Anybody can say yes or no, that's fine. But does that bear? It does? Praise God. But that's what I saw. You came up here for a physical healing, but he's giving you a soul healing also. He's healing your soul right now. And the soul is made up of the mind, will, and emotions. So therefore, those guards that you know to bring up real quick, just because now their times are coming to an end, you don't even have to do that anymore because your trust is in the Lord. And he, your father who loves you is protecting you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. God's not respecting the persons. Yeah, I had a lady here from that in New Jersey, one of my New Jersey meetings. Same thing. Same exact thing. Hallelujah. 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 Take them off. Close your eyes. Tip your hands real high. Tony, it's a blessing when you hear from the Lord. When I touch you, over time, I don't know why God said, you know, it's a certain way he says things. Over time, starting now, you're going to start seeing those things change concerning your eyes and your eyesight. Hallelujah. Because you've already came in faith. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
glory. Hallelujah. 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 Well, we have one more item of business, Nikki. That's your name. Come back. All right. Miss Susie, you want to stand with him? (laughs) John the Baptist said, I baptize you with water. Yes. But there's one coming, speaking of Jesus, that will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Amen. The Holy Spirit is the power in our life to overcome. He's the fire in our life to consume things in our life. And he'll get in there and work. He'll teach you. You'll begin to open the scriptures. You'll understand because the Holy Spirit will give you revelation. So we're all going to pray this prayer with you, all of us. Does anybody else want their prayer language tonight? You've never never spoken tongues. Anybody else before we start? All right, everybody pray this prayer. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, I thank you for saving me. I thank you for saving me. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit. And I thank you for the Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask you for the gift of the Holy Spirit in my life. Lord, I ask you for the gift of the Holy Spirit in my life. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. Baptize me in the Holy Spirit. With evidence of speaking in tongues. With evidence of speaking in tongues. And I give you praise for it. Give you praise for in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now let's all pray in the Spirit pray right the Spirit. now. Let's pray in the Spirit. Do you hear it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Appointment on the 20th. I don't know why these electric shocks are just going to burning in my body. But I am fed up. Fed up. I am fed Amen. up with it. Amen. Hallelujah. In Amen. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There we go. You see, I'm going to that man. I got a mic. You see, that's the difference. This is where we should be able to go. To receive. Yes. Amen. Yes. You see how she just came back over here herself? What does that remind you of? For she said. Yes. Be healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 
You know, Pastor Eric, when you get that in your inward witness, there's something there. Everybody's praying the Holy Ghost. This one, I haven't heard word from word, but I just keep getting it right in here like there's somebody I'm supposed to lay hands on. I don't know what it's supposed to be free from or what. I don't know what it is. I just felt like there was someone else I was supposed to lay hands on that I haven't. This happened at different times before in ministry. And I didn't know what it was, but they'll come up and it'll, then it'll confirm something. Because that's how God does. Amen. Oh, oh. But the best way I can say it, Pastor Eric, is that's what got in my spirit was as soon as I stood up here, I was right here praying. As soon as I stood up here, what went off in my spirit was, you know, we think about time, we think about these things, but it's like that phrase, but God. And what I got in my spirit was not done. And so that's why I said, that's why I said that. Lift up your hands. You're a woman of faith. What are you coming to receive? <laughs> what are you getting? It's not for me. Mary Catherine and Josh. Okay. Okay. Let's pray, saints. How far? How far? Oh, okay. How many months is that? Like. Oh, okay. Hannah. Yeah. We're going to release our faith. Don't touch her just yet. Stand right here. We're going to we're going to release our faith. Is that your daughter? That there will not be a miscarriage. Although it has been spoken. Because they can say facts, but we stay with the truth. And that truth will change those facts. When I lay my hands on your head, hand is going to lay hands on your belly as a point of contact for your bloodline. In the name of Jesus. Healing be Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I say it now in the name of Jesus, Satan, you will not take her grandbaby in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God.